Hey everyone, it's Nate here. Just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Castaway Club Clothing. Locally grown and founded here in the western suburbs, Castaway Club Clothing is a pioneer in Midwestern streetwear. They're your one-stop shop for all things from cozy hoodies to crisp and clean jackets. Check them out on Instagram or on their website at castawayclubclothing.com. And don't forget to stay lounging. Listen, man, I don't like that you always get to start off the ad read. I want to do it. What? Yeah. That's just how we've been doing it. I don't care. So Okay, you want to do you want to do the first part? Yeah. Okay. Go Locally ahead. grown and founded here in the western suburbs, Castaway Club Clothing is a pioneer in Midwestern streetwear. They're your one Dude, stop. You need a pop filter. Pi- your peas. Pioneer. Your... Oh my goodness. <laughs> They're a pioneer in Midwestern streetwear. <laughs> They're your one stop shop for all things from cozy hoodies to crisp crisp clean jackets check them out on instagram or on their website at castawayclubclothing.com and don't forget to stay lounging you want the chance to win something for free you want high quality drip but not pay high quality prices well no need to worry just follow castaway club clothing on instagram and comment anything to do with baby station and we will pick a random commenter to win 100 dollars worth of castaway gear you know what I don't like I don't like your voice on the second one. I'm gonna redo it. I'm okay, gonna, you yeah. want you want to take the sure. second one? Okay, okay. Want sure, the sure, chance sure. to win something for free? Want high quality drip but not pay high quality prices? No need to worry. Just follow Castaway Club Clothing on Instagram and comment anything to do with Baby Station, and a random one will be selected and win one hundred dollars worth of Castaway gear. Okay, I guess I'll just do the last section then. You look save a little bit next next purchase. Per- oh, <laughs> sorry. Do you want to do the last section? Sorry. Uh, no, you can do it. Okay. Looking to save a little on your next purchase and support us at Baby Station? Just put in code BABY at checkout and get 15% off, and we get 5% of the total purchase. That's code BABY, B-A-B-Y. All right, let's get into the podcast. Uh, shout out to Tim. Uh, since we read it twice, you owe us double the money. <laughs> That's the oldest trick in the book, baby. <laughs> And we are back. It's Baby Station. It's the only podcast where we read our ads twice in order to get double the money from our sponsors. That's right. <laughs> you know, I I really want to start things off today. I'm very excited about this article. Okay, sure. So this is from uh, a website called uh, The Pigeon Express, which admittedly is sounds like a pretty questionable name, but uh, this article is incredible. Russian YouTuber sets his malfunctioning Mercedes AMG GT on fire. In a recent viral video, YouTuber Mikhail Litvin was seen torching his 161 grand Mercedes car because he was just done with it. The video shows him dousing the recently bought Mercedes AMG GT 63S in gasoline and lighting a match to the luxury vehicle. 
He'd been facing problems with the car ever since he bought it. He even tried to get repairs from the store several times, but the car just kept breaking <laughs> down despite <laughs> repeated checkups. In all, the car was sent back to the dealership five times for repairs, where it spent nearly 40 days. But the last time it broke down, the dealership refused to treat the car anymore. This is when he got outraged and he decided to take things into his own hands. He drove the car to a deserted field, doused it in gasoline and set it on fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> How did he get back home? That's a great question. <laughs> Where did he take it? It's it's just, he took it to like an abandoned field and set it on fire. He had to walk away from that, man. Yeah, he uh, he walks away from the fire and he like reaches for his keys and he's like, where's my car? Uh... <laughs> oh my goodness, that is such a violent way of dealing with a, a, a small problem. Is that a small problem? The car was in the shop for 40 days. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, maybe I wasn't paying attention to, uh, enough to your reading. I was just thinking about him torching the car. Um, but, oh man, I, I got some car problems, but that doesn't mean I'm going to like set my car on fire when I'm when I'm getting you know frustrated with it I mean okay I I get it because like you know when I find out that my car needs to go into the shop my gut reaction is like oh come on yeah yeah you yeah. know like of course everyone's a little frustrated but like never to the point where I'm like I'm gonna take this thing out in a deserted field and set it on fire yeah I mean you know just imagine uh you know, your car makes makes some noise while you're driving it, and you just drive it into a pole because you get mad at it. You ever uh, you're, you ever driving your friend somewhere? Car starts making a funny noise. You're like, oh shoot, here we go. Sorry, we got to make a quick pit stop. You put, you pull into a deserted field, get out the gasoline from your trunk, and set the car on fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing that I've ever set on fire because I was upset at it was my hamster. Oh, but oh my god! But that was it. That was the only time I've ever done that. You know, they say that people who um, abuse animals actually turn into serial killers later in life. No, it wasn't abuse. The hamster was was begging me to do it. <laughs> it's actually a sentient hamster um, named Chester, and uh, okay. he he was in a lot of bone pain, and he wanted to go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> so we we went to Alaska, where euthanasia is actually legal. Oh my god, and, why uh, are we talking about this right now? What? That's messed up, man. That's so messed up. How is that messed up? Uh, I guess you're putting it off its misery. And Chest that's what Chester wanted. <laughs> when was the last time you had a sentient hamster, okay? Aren't all hamsters sentient? Okay, let me let me clarify. It was it could speak to me telepathically. Okay, so what was it saying to you telepathically? <laughs> it, kept, it kept saying maybe, things yeah, like, maybe we shouldn't go. It kept saying things like, oh, God, it hurts so much. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> Listen, speaking of hamsters, I had a hamster when I was young. Talking about the sentience of hamsters, I'll tell you what. I had a, I had a hamster once. Maybe uh, twice in my life. I don't even remember what the hamster's name was, but you know, it was. It sounds like a real, real memorable. Yeah, it was experience. not at all. The only time we took it out of its cage, you know, you get the little hamster ball and it can move around on the floor. Yeah. 
And the yeah. hamster ball has holes so that the hamster doesn't suffocate. So hamster just as soon as we take it out of its cage and allow it to kind of walk around just pees all over the floor <laughs> and that was the last time we took it out of its cage and you know my my mom was like i was like mom you know we should let this uh i'm just gonna make up a name it's probably dora or something because i like dora the explorer it's like mom we should like let dora come out of the cage and get some fresh air she was like no sorry i don't want it to pee on my floor again you know wow what a sad existence for dora i know What's the point of even having a, a hamster at that point if it's just going to sit in the cage all day? Yeah, I mean, I same thing. I had a frog and it was in a cage. Same thing with goldfish, right? Like it's kind of yeah, it's kind of I to mean, me. Speaking of unethical things to do, like taking your hamster to Alaska to get it euthanized because it's how is that? Un- speaking you have you. not explained to me how that's unethical. All right, we're gonna we're just gonna go. We're gonna get past it. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, you know, you can't defame me and then say we're going to move past it. Right. I'm just saying that people who might find that a little bit offensive, it's probably offensive to have your goldfish in a bowl its whole life. So if you've ever had a goldfish, you're, you're just as bad. That's just my opinion. I had a goldfish <laughs> that lasted four years and it was in, it was in uh, a goldfish bowl for four years. That is a sad existence. You want to be trapped in a bowl for four years? I don't think no. so. No, I wouldn't want to be trapped in a bowl for four seconds. Yeah. Oh, well, that's actually not true. I'd be fine for four seconds. <laughs> a little hairy with the action? I mean, it depends on how much money is involved and how big is the bowl. Hmm. I mean, David Blaine held his breath for what, 18 minutes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like because David Blaine kind of toes the line between real and magic and that's just like a real stunt, like same thing like yeah. when he swallows um a sword or like um he'll drink water and then a bunch of kerosene and then the kerosene's like sits on top of the water in his body and then he can like breathe fire like that that actually oh, happens so that's, and that's real that's yeah. how this russian youtuber set his car on fire he, he had <laughs> david blaine with him yeah he goes he he brings he kidnaps david blaine and he you know he brings him in his car and then he feeds him some water a bunch of water and then a bunch of kerosene and then he he sets a lighter right in front of david blaine's mouth and he says hey cough and then sets the car on fire david blaine came out of it okay but he also had to walk home pretty far from russia yeah yeah that's a long uber that's probably gonna be at least like 20 bucks yeah did you know that when david blaine is swallowing the kerosene it doesn't actually go into his stomach yeah well what is it like in his in his throat and his esophagus yeah he's able to like use a muscle that most people can't and like seal off his his throat so it just Mm kind of sits at the bottom of his throat but doesn't actually get into his digestive tract wow yeah but he has to like clench that muscle constantly otherwise the kerosene gets in there you got to have so much body control to like yeah. do that. Um, so, you know, we got to make a, um, we got to make a little change here. Uh, we, we had an error. So what? yeah, we had an error in our podcast, uh, in our podcast. You said that that's going to be a really expensive Uber, like a bunch of money. We, we didn't, it would be in Russian rubles. Oh yeah, that's a great. It'd be at least. So, well, what's the what's the rubles to dollars uh, conversion? Um, let me check. Point zero one three United States dollars is one Russian ruble. Okay, so it's you know roughly two hundred, two hundred, maybe a little over two hundred rubles. It's twenty bucks. 
Yeah. So I just wanted to make that correction just in case anybody had an issue with that. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, here's an interesting question. If my Uber starts in Russia and ends in the USA, what currency do I pay in? Well, I'm assuming you have a Russian cab driver or, you know, Uber driver who has to get back to Russia in the end, I would probably say rubles. Well, what if it was somebody who started in, say, like Turkey, but then they got like the request in Russia and so they drove to Russia to pick me up, then they drive to the US. Well, then it yeah. would probably be in Turkish money, which would be the lira. Okay, so it's wherever they start? Yeah, I mean, whatever the nationality of the uh, the Uber driver is, that's probably what you would do, right? Right. I I guess that would make sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. 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 So, so here's the, here's the thing. What happens if you start in Narnia? Right. And the Wicked Witch of the West drives you in an Uber. Right. Well, then you got bigger problems on your hand. Well, what would you pay in? The Wicked Witch of the Rest. The Rest. The, the rest? Wicked. <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the the Rest. So who's from? Who's you know somehow is in Narnia from the Wizard of Oz uh, kingdom. Is the is the the Wicked Witch of the Rest? Is that the witch of like naps? Or the so, witch of of the witch of like all the other witches. So no, you got the wicked witch of the east and the wicked witch of the west, and then the <laughs> wicked witch of the rest is just the wicked witch of north and south combined. <laughs> yeah, because no one gives a rip about those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a catch-all witch. So the wicked witch of the rest, who somehow found her way to Narnia, because maybe Narnia is north or south of whatever. You know, it's pretty cold up in the north. Right. Um. You know. Is your Uber driver from Russia to the United States? What do you pay the Wicked Witch of the Rest in? Right. And, uh, it, what is it? Turkish Delight? Turkish Lira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's my bad. Yeah, I keep what's, messing that what's up. What's a Turkish Delight? <laughs> Turkish Delight is like a it's, a, it's like a dessert food. There's like a, there's like some scene from Narnia involving it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I never saw those movies, so. Hmm. A Turkish Delight kind of just looks like, um. <laughs> Like red, like, like a, red ice like cubes. cubes. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of looks like pinkish cubes. I think I've had these before, and I think they're really bad. I think I've had someone cram them down my throat before. Yeah, yeah. You ever seen like um, the Revolutionary Soldiers, like how they loaded muskets? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. With like the little rod. Yeah. For so for my tenth birthday party, my uh, my grandma. She uh, she said I made these these Turkish delights for you. I took one bite. I was like, these are the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. She said, you're gonna eat them. And you're gonna like them. I said, I'm not gonna eat them and I'm not gonna light them. She said, watch this. <laughs> then she took out an eight foot metal dowel. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rest is history. She goes. She goes. Hey, Nate, you ever heard of Turkish delights? And you go, no. And she goes, okay, have you ever heard of a Revolutionary War musket? And I'm interested. I'm like, yeah? Yeah. And then she rams them down your throat with the musket. With the musket rod. With, with the musket. <laughs> with the musket. That would be awful. The only way to load a musket is with another musket. <laughs> that, could, that could cause some problems. Or is that just the most genius marketing strategy ever invented? Yeah, yeah. You got to buy two muskets to load your musket. Yeah. It's just a guy with two revolvers just hitting the tips together. Hey, why do you have two revolvers? Oh, one of them's one of them's my revolver. The other one's my loading revolver. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you, sorry, right. one more question while we're talking about this. Do you sure. think it's possible 
to you know how the revolver you like pop out the cylinder and you there's like the the shots in the cylinder yeah yeah you think if somebody was a good enough shot they could shoot a bullet out of one revolver and <laughs> load it into the second revolver <laughs> wait, wait say that again <laughs> you think you think it's possible if somebody has the the cylinder like out to the side on a revolver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could somebody take the same revolver, <laughs> another copy of it, and shoot a bullet right into the the unloaded revolver, and then load it, and then shoot that? So you would you would need three revolvers for this situation, right? Like one one revolver with its with its cartridge kind of out, one revolver yeah. to shoot it, and then the other revolver to accept the bullet from the other. One. Yeah, because you got so you, you got to load you got to load the one. <laughs> You think that's possible? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that is that is probably the most ridiculous thing that you've thought of on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I've thought of a lot. Oh my of. god! That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, a lot of okay. people have tried that. It's gone wrong a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. You got to you got to have one person holding the revolver that you're shooting the bullet out of, and then you got to have one person holding the revolver that's going to accept the bullet. You know, oh, that can man. go wrong pretty quickly. <laughs> that can go wrong real fast. Yeah. Okay. All so, right. I got a, a sub, a, a baby station sub from Katie Rose. Uh, thank you for the submission. This cool. is just a message. There's no link. It just says, "I want to be inside the door. Let me in." Let me in. Um, Katie Rose, huh. we are okay. actually not accepting any visitors right now. Um, so yeah, to me, that seems a little bit uh, inconsiderate, you know, yeah, yeah, because, you know, my door has been closed since March mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to let anybody in, um, let oh, alone yeah, I mean, somebody who's, who's screaming, let me in. Right. Pandemic. You don't want anybody in your space. Right. So yeah. like, I, I, to me, that feels a little bit rude to just, you know, let me in. Mm-hmm. No. How do I say this? No. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm getting a, I, I have a, I have a ring, the thing that you put on your door with the camera. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, ring.com is not a sponsor of this podcast, but I do have a ring and I see that Katie Rose is at the door right now, actually ringing the doorbell. Now that's um, interesting. I could say a message to her through the ring. You want me to say anything or? Uh, yeah. Would you, would you mind saying something? Maybe something to, uh, shoo her away. Okay. Um, let me do that. Hold on. Yeah. Get away. Hmm. She <laughs> seems to still be there. I don't know if she heard the message. That's, That's interesting. It's also possible that get away was not clear enough as far as like what you're going for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hmm. Let me try again. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. It's 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 connecting through. Um, oh, the ring yeah. has so- sometimes has some connection issues, and it's kind of. Oh, I gotta put in my get away. Get away. what? Hey, you're at my door. I need you to get away. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Get away from... Shoo shoo. away from my door. I see you through my ring, and I need you to get away. What? 
right, that, I know. That I know this like... might. I know this might be hard for you to accept, <laughs> but I need you to get away from the door. Okay. All right. I think she got the message. I think she got the message. <laughs> really took a long time to connect to your ring there. Yeah. Sorry. I, I had to put in my Wi-Fi password. It's um. Oh. Yeah. My Wi-Fi password is I love pugs forty six. Why forty six? Was I love pugs forty five already taken? Yeah. My grandpa's pug was born in forty six. Died in fifty eight. <laughs> That's an old pug, 12 years. Yeah. Wait, wait, your grandpa's pug was born in 46? How old is your grandpa? Oh, my grandpa was born in 27. <laughs> my grandpa died in 58 along with the pug. <laughs> okay. When, when, was, when was your mom slash dad born then? Um, if he was born in 27 and died in 58... Your mom or dad had to be born mm-hmm. in between that time, right? Yeah, my mom was... So, this is on my mom's side. Okay. My mom was born in 58. Um, the same year your dad died or your grandpa died? I'm so sorry. Yeah, he died in childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was tragic for my family. Mm. On so many levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pug just probably couldn't take the emotional strain of that whole situation. Huh? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough for our family. You know, we lost a pug in the same year. Mm-hmm. You know, also mm-hmm. some, some, some chance for celebration, though, because my mom was born. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So your mom is, that puts your mom at, uh, f- she's born in 58. Assuming she's still alive, that puts her at 63 yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah that that adds it up. would add up right yeah mm-hmm. if if i mean because the story is true it adds up mm-hmm. right so but what's interesting there is that your mom did not birth you until you were until she was 41 mm-hmm. yeah i got old parents is that a problem no it's i mean it's a little abnormal but yeah i mean that's cool i guess Sorry, I'm just still thinking about your poor grandpa dying in childbirth. <laughs> right, I got another sub you want to get off this tragic topic. It's kind of making me a little sad. Yeah, it's getting me, okay. getting me down a little bit. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So this is a submission from Lucy. Mm, thank you, Lucy, for the submission. This is from Michigan Live. Michigan freshman golfer gets hole in one on first shot of high school career. Wow. That's that's nice, I guess. Uh, very nice, yeah. Okay, nice, I mean, get, ni- no, yeah, nice. Not a whole ton to talk about on that one, I guess. Uh, thanks, Lucy. Um, thanks, Lucy, for that one. Um, I got I got an article here. All right, let's hear it. So this is from BBC. Uh, Essex firefighters rescue three men from tumble dryer. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't grab your attention, I don't know what will. <laughs> How do you fit three guys in there? <laughs> how do you fit three guys in that dryer? More importantly, how do you get them out? For real. <laughs> but don't you just hate it when you go to get your, you go to put your, your wet clothes from the washer into the dryer and you open it and there's just three guys in there. <laughs> 
Don't you just hate that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the oldest trick in the book. The old three guys in the dryer trick. <laughs> All right. Time's up on my timer. So here. Oh, my God. Hey. 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 <laughs> Can you do it where they all say hey at the same time? Yeah. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey! <laughs> you think they're hoping, the- they're hoping that they're going to fly under the radar and just the wet clothes will get thrown in and then they'll get dried along with the wet clothes? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. But why would you Why would you get all in the same dryer? Maybe the other dryers were taken up. Maybe there's only one dryer. Maybe there's only one dryer, yeah. The only, the only way I could see this being necessary is if you've just come back from, like, the pool or a dip in the pond. And um, that's what they call the ocean over there. And um, maybe they have an important event to go to, but not a whole ton of time to get dry. Yeah. And there, there are no towels of any variety. No clothes either. The only clothes are the wet clothes in the washer. Mm-hmm. So, like, how are we going to get dry? How are we going to get dry? We're going to have to cram ourselves into this tumble dryer. If I told you one day, hey, man, want to pop into this dryer with me? <laughs> would you Would you try and do it? I, I would. It would depend on the dryer. Dryer like, uh, like our college dryers, like that size. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No problem. I mean, those dryers are pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest, there's no way I could fit into one of those dryers. Honestly. You, you and I are both six feet tall. You're mm-hmm. probably a little taller than six feet. Yeah, I'm and like six one. Yeah, there's no chance we fit into those. Oh my gosh. Uh, now, is there a picture of this? Do you have a picture? <laughs> of the guys in the dryer? Yeah, I mean, I really want to see it. <laughs> yeah, because you know, when the firefighters came to extract them, the first thing they do is they said, hold up right there. I'm just going to snap a quick pick right here. Dude, I would want that picture. I want to see it. <laughs> There's no picture, but I do have some clarifying details. So they were called to a derelict laundry, which I can only assume means like a, like a, a laundromat that's not in use. Yeah. And, uh, the men thought to be in their late teens had crawled into an industrial sized dryer, Mm. which makes sense how they, how it could fit them. I'm sorry. Why did they get in there? Am I missing that? Uh, (laughs) All it says is that the on Friday, the men crawled into an industrial-sized dryer. No clarification on why. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys, you want to try some cool? <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Playing so a game of stupid. sardines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, you want to go play this game of sardines or a local laundromat? There's a lot of places to hide. <laughs> yeah, so many places to hide. There's just one massive dryer in the middle of the room. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I'm looking at industrial-sized dryers, and they look about the same to me. Yeah, I mean, I am not sure. These had to be some pretty small guys to get in there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't know. Um, how did they get them out? Uh, that's a good question. So the article says two were in the dryer when the third person's ankles became trapped in the door as he crawled in. Oh my god! So that's pretty terrifying. Oh my gosh, that is awful. So <laughs> what does it say? So so the crews had to help the third guy into the tumble dryer. 
before they could remove the door and release all three. So the guy's feet were stuck in the door, so they had to get the they had to get the third guy in. Could you imagine all three out? Y- you are you're like, you know, your dryer's broken, maybe you don't have a dryer at home, you live in the city or something. Uh you go to the local laundromat. And you see a bunch of firefighters shoving a guy into <laughs> into, a, into an industrial dryer. <laughs> You're like, you know what? Maybe I'll go somewhere else today. Yeah. <laughs> they had they had to shove him all the way in to get him out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They just took a battering ram to a guy into a dryer. <laughs> How are these guys alive? I would probably die of just anxiety of being stuck in a dryer like that i think claustrophobia is claustrophobia yeah i think they actually had to take a hydraulic press to get the guy in there mm, okay yeah yeah so that's pretty interesting <laughs> could you uh, i mean is that a fear of yours is being stuck in a, in a space that's very small like that claustrophobia yeah um i don't i don't think so i don't there hasn't really been a time in my adult life when I've been in a very small space. Okay. Um, I mean, like, I've kind of, like, wormed my way behind server racks and stuff, and I yeah. was fine. So, hmm. probably not. Uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like I've had claustrophobia before, but, like, in a moment. But I can't remember the exact situation, but yesterday I was watching this online like concert um and one of the music videos for you know somebody was on it was a halloween themed you know um music video yeah and it was really like kind of like a disturbing video and the lead singer was wrapped in saran wrap oh her whole entire body was wrapped in saran wrap so that she was like a mummy how did Um, she sing well the only opening was was her mouth oh that's disgusting and then they like were dragging her around in the video. And that to me was like the Ooh. creepiest, scariest. I, I was like, I would never want to be in this situation in my life. Um, like, wow. I honestly think that that being closed in like that is probably to me the most disturbing thing, you know? Wow. that That is so much more disturbing than the hamster stuff I talked about earlier. I don't know. It comes close. Comes that close. is horrible. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, it's a Halloween episode, maybe we can say. I don't know. Yeah, so, creepy, creepy episode. Yeah. Also, this is another thing to kind of expand upon this. I was watching a podcast and they were making, a, you know, a, what am I trying to say? Like a clone robot of, of one of their staff members. Okay. Um. So, they put a plaster cast around his face. Oh, I don't and like he, that. He had to do that. He had to be in a plaster cast for 30 minutes. Like his mouth, his eyes, everything. I mean, he could How breathe. He breathe. You have to keep your mouth closed and like breathe like this. What? Like just like through your lips for 30 minutes. I've seen I've seen people do that and they have like a straw through the plaster. Maybe that's it. Um, but that that is so scary to me. Like even even being 30 minutes inside like uh, like a plaster cast would would be awful. And he said in, in this podcast, he was explaining the whole like experience. And he said, 
there were people around him like taking videos of the experience and like trying to talk him through it. And he said at a certain point, I stopped hearing everybody and it Ooh. became just very muffled. And that's when I started to freak out is when I couldn't hear anybody anymore. So, wow. and, and then apparently the crew members who are taking a video of him were kind of chatting it up with the guy who was doing the plaster cast and they were like taking way more time than they needed to because they were having a conversation <laughs> and he was like i wanted to scream like because i was i was stuck inside this plaster cast and you guys are like having a conversation wow yeah that's that's the scariest thing to me how much would somebody have to pay for you to do that oh man i'm not even kidding like probably a hundred thousand bucks really yeah that's that's awful dude that's and cap. the saran wrap literally like 500 five hundred thousand dollars like the, the saran wrap for sure but like that is awful you like somebody offered you 10 grand cash to do a, a, a cast of your face come on mm, cash yeah let's do it i'm down 10 10 grand in penny stocks not down <laughs> yeah well um listen man i don't have anything else you don't have anything else? Okay. Well, How long um, have we been going? Oh, about a half hour. Uh, I can get something else. No, yeah, shorter episode's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Are you sure about that? Yeah. I'll probably cut this discussion part out anyway. No, you don't have to. Anything else you want to discuss? Yeah, I'm working on a working on a song. Oh yeah, let's hear it. All right. <clears throat> and yeah, I haven't gotten very far on that one yet. Can I help you out a little bit? Yeah, that'd be great. All right, uh, here's my idea. And I, I feel like I've heard that one before. That's all I got, though. Yeah. All right. I'll keep that on the back burner. I'll let you know what I come up with. Probably going to spend another day in the studio to come up with the next bit. That first bit I showed you, that was about, oh, 10 hours of work and, mm. you know, paid for studio time to, to get that much. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm having trouble wrapping this up right now. Oh, I, I can wrap it up for you. No problem. Mm, no I think it's about that no 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 that's my job that's my job okay I think it's about that no 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 give me a second here I need to I need to take a deep breath hold on okay <sighs> thank god we have a sponsor now because man wouldn't be doing this for free yeah I would not want to be doing this for free <laughs> <laughs> all right i think it's about that time we'd like to thank Ange for our cover at the center for social impact for letting us use their space jinx not if you want to send in articles we are now taking listener submissions so send them into babystationsubs at gmail.com follow us on twitter at babystationpod support us on patreon check out our website at babystation.io share with your friends and family thank you to whiteboards for sponsoring this podcast and blackboards and google classroom and thank you to our listeners who we 